Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now listening to the Van Orchard Podcast, and I am your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I'm your second host, Elijah. <laughs> and yo, man, we are back, and we want to start off by saying, yo, we hope you guys have a great new year. Yeah, stay safe. Yes, have a great New Year's Eve. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. Um, call an Uber. If you yeah. do drink. And yeah, man, we wish Don't you... Don't drink and drive, because you <laughs> might hit a bump and spill the drink. That's a fact. <laughs> so we wish you guys, you know, a happy new year. Um... We plan to give you guys more and more episodes in this new year coming up. And yeah, man, we appreciate all the support, all the love you guys been able to give us, whether it be just feedback from our messages. Um, and just in general, man, we really appreciate y'all. And we really plan to make the next big stride in this next yeah. upcoming year and just to go, go turbo. Trying to go turbo. And just go crazy. Yeah. yeah. And bring you guys episodes like back to 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 back. Yeah. And really just go crazy. So, and that's our goal and that's our plan. So, and we're sticking to it and we really appreciate you guys so yeah yeah we got a good episode for you guys coming up yes for this episode today we have the none the other did, wait do i say that right yeah no you did not how, how does the, it go dude i don't know my brain is fried i've been talking for hours now no nah, that's a fact um nonetheless <laughs> there we go nonetheless, nonetheless we have a great guest for you guys today none other None there, other. There you go. Yeah. Then Mr. Jonathan Bell himself. He is a professional soccer player. He is the next Mbappe. Mm-hmm. He's the next goat. And nah, he's not the next Mbappe, bro. He's he's, he's his own entity. Yes. No, that's a fact. He's, he's the next entity. him. He's yeah. the next him. That's yeah. a fact. And yo, man, it was a true pleasure to having him on today, man. Like, you know, just hearing the ins and outs of an actual professional athlete of how he trains, yeah. like his mindset, the mentality, like. Yeah, the grind set. It was a true pleasure having him on, and especially for myself, not having that much knowledge about soccer and hearing how he feels about the game and how he grew up playing. And yeah, it was a true pleasure to have him on. So. All right, daytime. I mean, it's, why are you so serious all the time? Bring that episode in. Welcome, welcome. You are now listening to the Van Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I'm Elijah Evans. And yo, man, we're back. And yo, we got a special guest for you guys today. Um, you know, this guy, I've been, I believe we've been following each other sometime uh, earlier this summer. Um, and what first drew me to his page was, of course, his, uh, you know, his interest in fashion, of mm-hmm, course. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I was like, style is tough. And then I looked through the page. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, he's a professional soccer player. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I was like, damn. And so, yeah, man, I just it just is very interesting to me because growing up, you know, I never really just endeavored in soccer mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I was mostly just like basketball. I definitely put the boots on. I I got some boots. They're 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 chilling. They're in the closet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Word, word. yeah. And so I just thought it'd be an interesting thing to bring on a uh, guests for our, our guest today. Um, so with all that being said, I'm going ahead and let my guest introduce himself. What's going on, y'all? Uh, John Bell, um, born and raised in Maryland, the DMV area. Uh, been playing soccer practically my whole life, so yeah. Sick five, yeah. <laughs> and you know it's crazy because you say from DMV, we're from Virginia, yeah. Of course, we're oh, okay. Here. You're from the beach. Yep, yep. Yes, sir. Ah, okay. That's yeah, not DMV, but y'all, you know, y'all got yeah. Brown, y'all got Chris Brown, y'all straight. Yeah, we yeah, most deaf. Yeah, most deaf. So, 
just kind of like to start this interview off, tell us a little bit of, you say you're from Maryland, but uh, where, where are you from in Maryland? Mm. And then of course, like when you were growing up in Maryland, what was some of your early interests growing up? Obviously soccer to start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from uh, Rockville in Montgomery County. Um, I mean, me and my family moved around a lot. So I was in Rockville, uh, Gatorsburg, Germantown. I was all over the place. But um, yeah, I grew up in MoCo. Uh, obviously, I played soccer for uh, since I was really young, but I was also playing other sports. I was doing basketball, I was doing football. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do football, uh, American football, but um, my mom wasn't really feeling it because I was already having way too many concussions. Yeah. So she was, she was like, she was like, nah, we're gonna we're gonna take a break on that one. But um, you know, yeah, other than that, we're not having that. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> especially but, at a young age, concussions can be. Uh, yeah, you know how kids are, man. Head first in the yeah, head. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, besides just the soccer part, I was really, you know, kind of just being a kid. You know, being outside. You know, riding my bike, hanging with my friends. Um, you know, a lot of my my interests. I feel like part of my interest with like fashion and, and art, it was always there, you know, through my mom, through my older brothers. Um, I have two older brothers, but uh, it was always there, but I really didn't take a, a true interest in it until maybe I was, I got to like middle school. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of how it's like elementary school. You don't really care because you're like still a kid, but middle yeah. school is like, you know, yeah. it's like you start caring a little bit more. So that's definitely like also when I started caring about fashion. No, like, most definitely. Middle school. So like for you, like when you got to the middle school, like who are some of your like early influences when it comes to fashion? Where it's, whether it's like a like a rap, like music artist, or like maybe like an athlete. Like who are some of those early influences for you? I mean, I think the same for a lot of people. It was Kanye, because yeah. I think you know. I mean, I my favorite album still is Late Registration. Um, yeah, that's a banger. And him and and I would say Pharrell too. Those two guys are probably two of my biggest influences when it came to just getting into that whole art, fashion, music, like you know, culture. Just mm-hmm. you know, seeing how they they moved and, and the stuff that they would wear, and how they were just so ahead of everybody else. It was really just influential for me. Yeah, no, Kanye definitely. It's like unfortunate that yeah. you know, he's on his he's on like you know yeah but yeah. it's, it's, tough, like, it's, it's undeniable yeah it's undeniable he definitely the pink polo is oh ingrained course. in my soul yeah. for sure yeah. but yeah like i still literally remember to this day like when like graduation came out and like people was wearing like the shades with the yeah. water, you know? I had a pair. They were lit. i had a black and red pair you know oh shit yeah <laughs> so for you right and when it comes to soccer so when did you necessarily like at an early age, find like a love for soccer. Like, yeah, you you mentioned playing other sports. Right. But when did yeah. so your, your mother was like, okay, no more football? But I'm sure you were hooping. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. sure you were doing other stuff. So when was like soccer was like, oh, this is working for me? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wanted to be a basketball player. I ain't yeah. If I if I had a couple more inches on me, I, I probably would have picked basketball because even in uh, middle school, I went to Montrose Christian School. Mm-hmm. which was a, a basketball school. KD went there. Um, oh. Vasquez went there. Wow. Justin Anderson. So they had a couple guys that were, I mean, obviously KD's the biggest one, but mm-hmm. like the school was literally like a basketball school. And mm-hmm. um, I was pretty decent too, actually. And uh, in middle school, uh, my PE coach was like, yo, you should try out for the, for the JV team. And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it. And unfortunately I didn't because my soccer schedule, I was on the travel team. So it was just too busy. 
to like, you know, put both in, in the same uh, calendar. But so I ended up, that was kind of what made me stick with soccer because I was just 40 in it. And, you know, I was really good at it. But uh, for me, when I knew like I could do it was uh, I was playing with DC United in the academy. And I think I was about 15 and I, they invited me to, to train with the first team. So oh, I like missed school right. and, uh, you know, my first training session, I was just able to keep up with all those guys who were bigger, taller, older than me, stronger than me, all that stuff. And I was able to keep up. And for me, that was kind of like the changing point where I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I know I can do this yeah. because I'm, I'm, I'm 15 years old right now training with professional athletes right. and yeah. I'm keeping up, you know, everything. Yeah. So for me, that I was that. Yeah, in your head, you were like, okay, yeah, I'm 15 now. Wait until I get big and sturdy. Exactly. And I'm, I'm keeping exactly. up with you now. Like, mm -hmm. just exactly. wait, wait on it. Yeah, that's lit. Because um, yeah. I've always, like, wondered that, like, growing up, because, like, obviously playing basketball, like, you had the whole thing of just doing, like, the travel team, like, AAU mm -hmm. and stuff. So, so like, how you explain, like, soccer, is, it was kind of, like, the same process for you as far as like, being on a travel team and, like, yeah. playing and different yeah. stuff like that. Okay. Where? No, we, we, traveled, we traveled a lot, like, Especially when I had played with the DC Academy, it was mm -hmm. Florida, it was Texas. We went to Montreal mm -hmm. once. It was all over the place. So now let's. I want to talk about like getting to your professional career. So like, how does that work? Like, so you were in school, and so does a scout come and see you, and then like, uh, they're just like this kid, or you know, like how that how does that work? So for me in like college. Um, I went to UMBC up in Baltimore uh, on it. Like even before I got to college, I didn't even want to go to college. I just wanted to go straight from high school right. to the pros. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, in college, you know, you just kind of work your way up and, and mm -hmm. eventually, you know, scouts will see you, um, you know, agents might reach out to you or reach out to someone close to you because the NCAA had a whole rule with that. But um, for, for me, it was uh having an agent that had known of me and uh, eventually waited until I was like, yeah, I'm done. I want to try and enter into the MLS draft. Mm -hmm. So it was like after that and then going through uh, the draft combine and then getting drafted in uh, 2020. Draft combine, is that when, what is, is that like when you that's like, like perform for people? Yeah, yeah, yeah for right, like coaches right, right, right. and stuff. Yeah. So it would be like a selection of people they, they mm -hmm. bring in and then you have all these MLS scouts from different teams just come and watch you guys for like two, three days. Right. Yeah. I um. If you can't talk about this conversation, I I don't watch sports at yeah. all. Yeah. I watch I watch race cars. I watch you know driving, but I don't. Yeah. So I, yep. Well, I watch uh, like Formula One. I watch rally, GT races, all types of stuff. Okay, but okay. um. Yeah. No soccer. I guess like I don't watch it but i i love to play it like i mentioned yeah. before i have i have the boots in the in the closet i don't like to wear them they're a little too tight you know but hey the world cup starts tomorrow man so oh for real yeah i didn't even see i i didn't even know <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tap it in i didn't even know hey yeah bro. hey england plays america on uh, oh, thanksgiving is that is that is america good now or like yeah, overall you got a solid team all right bet bet all right, yeah. I, I watch the women's. I do watch the women's because uh, okay. the women's yeah, are elite, different. Yeah, level. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, what was like that experience of just being drafted, like to like an actual like just a team? Like, what was that overall feeling that you got when you like got drafted? 
it was it was honestly um it was a great feeling especially before even getting drafted <laughs> um because i was at uh not a big name school mm-hmm. and because my team was in like a, a conference where you know the I wouldn't say like skill, but just, you know, it wasn't a tough division mm-hmm. with a lot of top ranked schools. So in terms of getting noticed, it's a little bit harder. You have to work a little bit harder. And um, even my agent now during this whole process, he was literally just trying to find a spot for me to get into a draft combine because I was on like a, a low tier college school. Mm-hmm. So um, like by the grace of God, uh, and unfortunately, a player that was in this combine, he had gotten hurt. Oh, so that wow. opened up a spot for me to yeah. get into the combine to, to get that spot. And, um, you know, I just worked yeah. for two and a half days. I just showed everything I could do. And I remember uh, a week later, leading up to the draft, my agent called me and he was like, hey, man, he's like, what did you do? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, man, like, I got teams asking about you. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, wow. and, and um, you know, for me, I just wanted to get drafted. I didn't care what round it was. It could have been the fourth. It could have been the, the right. fourth yeah. round. It could have been the fourth. I didn't care. I just wanted to get drafted. And he said, man, like, you were projected to be, like, maybe third. But it was like, you could go first round, maybe. Oh. Like, that's 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 how much of an impact you made in that two days you were just playing. And um, it was just – it was a great feeling. Like, the job wasn't done yet. But um, yeah. just being selected by someone – felt great that you know the work i was putting in was starting to pay off right yeah and i'm sure your your family was definitely like happy for you too. oh yeah, yeah. Whole, family oh, was <laughs> whole family was happy. yeah yeah because um, i know you mentioned earlier that you have two older brothers um do you two older brothers did they play sports as well or like did yeah you um both of them, they, we all grew up playing sports, but now, every, you know, everyone's drifted to their own thing. My oldest brother, he's a musician now. He makes music. My second, my middle brother, he's, he's a filmmaker. He directs, he acts, he does a lot of stuff. So we're all wow. still very much heavily influenced by art. We just do yeah, it in different ways now. All right. And for you, when it comes to soccer, do you kind of view it as like art in a way? Because I, I know for me, like recently I was listening to uh, – it was like an interview and like Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie Irving talked about how like when he plays basketball, he uses art when he's dribbling the basketball and things of that nature. Like you kind of view like soccer that same sort of way, like when you're out there playing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a craft that you're you're trying to work on and you're trying to perfect every time you step on that field. And, um, you know, for everybody, especially for athletes, we all have our own interpretation of how we get into a mentality to perform. Um, and And for me, it's all about you know, confidence, you know, having a style, having a, a sense of like swagger when you step right. on that field and play. So I would definitely say, you know, there's a connection there. Yeah. Um. So now I've never spoken to a professional athlete. So I want to know what the training regimen is like, like what, how many hours are you in the gym? What are you eating? Like how, what's, 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 you know, how's that looking these days? Yeah, I mean, we're in the off season right now, so I'm a little mm-hmm. slacking. Right. Um, but usually uh, we train. If we're not playing a game, six days a week. Yeah. You know, we might get a day off, but uh, for the most part, yeah, six days a week. You know, I'm in. I'm in there from eight thirty till maybe about twelve. It's a short day, but in that span of 
an hour and a half of training, you know, you're giving yourself a hundred percent. You're not just right. going out there and, you know, kind of going through the motions. Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this is my job. Like this right. is how I get paid. Yeah. This is how I eat, you know, how I get my drip, all that stuff. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an hour and a half of just, you know, soccer. And then either before or after the training session, you know, you either do a lift session, you know, you stay extra, do recovery, chill in the ice tub, get a mm-hmm. massage, you know, all stuff like that. And then, uh, apart from like the meal side of it, it's, um, you know, just making sure you're eating the right stuff for your body that, you know, is good for you. Right. So do you, have you taken one of those, um, tests that tells you what you can and what you can and what you shouldn't eat? Have you done that? I haven't, but we have like a nutritionist. Ah. At our so he would like, give me a rundown. I'll show him like, all right, this is what I've been eating for the past week. He'll let me know like, Hey, put this in there, take that out. Right. stuff like that so when you're in the gym lifting i'm sure you have like a trainer in there telling so it, being a soccer player do you like do mostly le- oh, I, I guess being a soccer player you get you have to be sturdy all up and down because yeah you know, checking oh, that's yeah that's, you gotta you gotta run into people all your sometimes. body you're using yeah. all your body in that sport in this sport yeah so but do you find yourself working out your legs more or is it do you genuinely feel like everything you do is like it's like a full body thing always i think we do, we'll have like upper body, lower body, but I definitely mm-hmm. focus more on my upper just because my legs, I'm running, you know, right. for nine minutes. So that's already a workout in in sense. But um, yeah, I, I would say more, I focus kind of more upper body just for, for core strength and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So do you work out with like just a trainer? Or do you have, is it like a team workout or is it yeah, like both? Team workout. And team then workouts? like, yeah, but everybody, I mean, I have some teammates that have their own. They don't even follow what the team will give us. They have their own, you know, right. workout routine that they like to go through. Oh, wow. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I, w- I wish that. It's like, I don't wish because I know how much it takes to be a professional athlete. But, it, like, if I could just go to the gym, like, myself and then go home yeah. and I got someone. All right, Mr. Evans, you want you want the massage? Yeah. All right, I still, that would be so, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, to that, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, you get drafted, right? And I'm sure, like, the level of competition from college to now you're in the MLS is completely different, right? Now, for you, when it comes to that transition, like, how was it necessarily – how did that, transi- how did that uh, transition for you when going into the MLS? Do you feel like it was a bit, like, competition is a bit harder, like, players are more faster, like, stronger? Like, what's the kind of, like, transition, like, from going from, like, college into the MLS? Definitely everything was different. Style of play was different. The physicality was different. Just how everyone uses their mind even more. Like a lot of the game, and one of my uh, my coaches, uh, Bruce, would tell me this, and he would say it in meetings. You know, every there's like three different characteristics that a player can have. One is physic physicality, the mentality, and um, and the talent. Mm-hmm. So some players, the best players, like Messi, Ronaldo, they have all three. And then you have certain players that have either, you know, the talent and the mindset and then other players that might just have physicality and talent, you know, vice versa. So you have to, like, sharpen everything that you do because, like, guys will literally look at – I remember my first uh, preseason, I tried to pass a ball and guy just (laughs) stood right in front of it. And the coach said, you need to be more – you got to be more discreet with your passing because he said these guys, these attackers – they're just going to look at you, your eyes and see where you're looking and just move there. 
Wow. So stuff like Damn. even details like that, you know, you have to take into consideration when you're playing right. at a professional level. Cause that's like in college, you're not, you're not thinking about that type of stuff, yeah. you know? So, um, but honestly playing in, in DC Academy and getting those first team runs, it honestly prepared me, you know, cause I knew exactly what was coming. I knew what was expected when you got to that level. Right. Wow. And who's the, uh, what was the team you were drafted to? I got drafted to San Jose Earthquakes. San Jose. Mm-hmm. So how was that living out there? Like, so it's like, a so you play for a few different teams, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Oh, so with the, I got drafted by San Jose, but then they didn't pick up my like contract. So in like soccer, wow. it's not guaranteed when you get drafted. You get picked by a team, but then they have the option to give you an MLS contract or, you know, say no. So San Jose said no. Yeah. And then um, I bounced around trying to go to different teams. Didn't work out. They they all said, like, no, we're not going to pass up. And then that was when COVID had happened. So uh, that break happened. COVID finally started up again. And, you know, I found a team that wanted me, and it was New England. And so how was that like living up there and being from, you know, Maryland? And so you live up there. I'm Well, you lived up there, I'm assuming, right? In in Boston? Yeah. Yeah. So how was that like a transition? Well, you went to college. So I guess like that transition of being away from your family wasn't wasn't that bad. Um, Not really. This was a little different just because, I mean, Baltimore to Maryland to it's pretty close, like 45 minutes. Right. um, And I'm still on the East Coast. You know, flying from Boston to DC is like no more than two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the distance wasn't that bad, but um, definitely when I was on the West Coast, it was a little bit different. Right. Just being far from everybody. Mm-hmm. Man. And were you able to like easily kind of like navigate once you like got to New England? Like, were you kind of like still trying to find your way like around the city? Like, what was that kind of like first transition when you got there? Yeah. So, <laughs> My first interpretation in New England wasn't that great just because, like, I've never been to Boston. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I've heard about Boston are, like, two things, which is, like, one, it's not that great. And also it's, like, really racist. Yeah. So yeah. I was just, like, you know, I didn't know what to expect. But, I mean, within a month and a half of me being here, I was like, dang, this city is just actually pretty lit. Like, it's a nice yeah. city, you know. There's a lot of nice people here. It's funny you said that because the two things that I've heard about Boston is it's racist and that it has really good food. That's the two yeah. things I hear about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you found yourself having some good food up there in uh, Boston? Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, the people here as well, you know, it's like really a lot of nice people, a lot of international people that are here in Boston. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And now... I kind of want to touch something because obviously, of course, what like how I explained at the beginning of the interview, how my first introduction to you was seeing your interest in fashion. Mm -hmm. So when like now, like where do you kind of like go when it comes to finding certain like necessary like pieces? Like, are you like scouring like the Internet? Like, what are you necessarily like doing to kind of like get caught up on certain trends and things of that nature? Yeah. So I feel like for me, I've kind of found where. I like like what I think is comfortable for me because mm-hmm. I think when I think for all of us, especially when we're younger and we're getting into clothes, you kind of just follow the trend right. and you just, you know, you see what's coming out next and then you hop on it. And mm-hmm. I think for me, like probably my sophomore, junior year in college, I was really starting to find my own sense of style 
I was still being influenced by like, you know, artists that I liked and stuff, but I was finding my own, my own version of myself that I, that I liked and that I was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of it would just come from just scrolling Instagram, you know, Twitter, I would see something. um, And then obviously just, just YouTube too was a big part, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing guys that uh, I follow this one guy who's like, he vlogs Mm -hmm. on YouTube and he goes to like a lot of fashion shows, forget his Mm -hmm. name. But um, yeah, so uh, there, Grailed, of course. God, I um, love Grailed. I love, I can sit on Grailed for hours. The grailed greatest, and greatest app just like, ever happened. Yeah. Oh greatest my god. Yeah, I um, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I was. I found about found out about Grailed in high school at the lunch table, and my friend was. I was talking about like some Rapsim and Stan Smiths, and I was just like, "Oh, I want a pair." But blah, blah, blah. he was just like, "Oh, why don't you just go on Grailed?" And I was like, "What's that?" And he was like, you don't know about Grailed? And ever yeah. since, I would never forget that day. It changed my life. Damn. Changed my that's, life. That's my number one store that I yeah. go to. Like, it's, it's legit. That's, it's changed everything for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, like, what are your, like, favorite brands, like, right now, like, that you like to wear or just try to get? Favorite brand? I would say um, Carhartt, Work in Progress. I fell in love with that. Um, actually, it's crazy because I always loved Carhartt because my brother, my oldest brother, he went to school in Chicago. Mm. And my first time going there, I just saw how much people there like wore Carhartt. But they yeah. wore it like the con- construction jackets and stuff, but they wore it in a fashionable way. Right. And that was when I started like just love Carhartt. And then um, 2018, I went to London and I went to, uh, I saw there was a car store out there. When I tell you I walked in and I couldn't believe what I witnessed, I was yeah. like, yo, what is this? Because I didn't know that they had a streetwear side of the brand. Right. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. So I remember going in there and I bought out like crazy. I think yeah. I spent like $400 just on Carhartt stuff. And the thing I love about Carhartt especially is like mm-hmm. it's made to like last. So I have a pair of Carhartt yeah. pants I bought like five years ago mm. and they're just now getting to the point where like, okay, these shits are like fire. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're fading perfectly. So, you know, Carhartt whip is definitely, definitely a good one. What else? What else? What else you feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I say human made is another one. Okay, I'm big classic. on. Yep. Yeah. Um, A little bit like lower in terms of like hype. I would say uh, Stray Rats is another brand that I like mm-hmm. in terms of like graphic tees. Yeah. Um, I would say um, Issey Miyake, another one I mm-hmm. like a lot. R.I.P. I still, yeah, rest in peace to him. Um, CDG always, that's like the first brand that I've like always, always loved. I don't wear play no more though. It's kind of gotten played out, yeah. Right? You know, of course. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 I think that's like a. I mean, we all we all wore it. You know, it's yeah. It's like nah, you, at, we it's all like, have to admit. Now you got to wear home. Got to wear home. Plus, yeah. We all had the. You know, it's part of like growing up. You got to yeah. grow up and start wearing home. You know what I'm saying? Facts. My friend told yeah, me that because I know one of the first. Back. Yeah. No, it really is. Most definitely. Yeah. Cause I know for me, like one of the first fits I seen you and you had the, uh, it was like a capital fleece. Yeah. It was like capital. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I was like, all right. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, you, I see you being your, your capital F fashion too bag. So like your, your capital F fashion bag too. So like what, like, um, designer brands are you feeling? Um, capital is one of them. I'll be, I like, mm-hmm. I like high end fashion. It's just that, mm-hmm. 
for me, streetwear is just different because I grew up on it so much. And yeah. also, too, it's like way more accessible. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, I don't think regardless of how much money I, I make in my career, I don't think I'm ever going to completely abandon streetwear and just mm. see me in straight Dior and LV and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, Capital's one. Prada is another one that I love a lot. Like I have my bags, all my bags are Prada, my backpacks Prada, my duffels oh, Prada, yeah. my wallets Prada, oh, yeah. my shades are Prada. Like I'm hey. Prada. Prada, get this man in the campaign. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I'm Come loyal on. as hell. I'm loyal <laughs> as hell when it comes to Prada. Yeah. But yeah. um, that's another one. Uh, Louis Vuitton, obviously, the whole when Virgil took over, that was just like mm. automatically became one of my favorite, you know, designer brands. Um, right. RP yeah. Virgil, RP the guy. Sure. So, so like when it comes to like like fashion around the league is this is it because i know obviously with me like i'll watch basketball and stuff and i'll see how they have you know the run yeah the, the, tunnel, the, fits. the tunnel fits yeah. and things of that nature is like fashion something like talked about in like an mls or is it like is there like players <laughs> that try to like step out and like walk through the tunnel yeah. and care about that i i think it's growing it's growing every year because since i mean i've obviously grew up on playing on an mls team Fashion was never a thing in MLS. Like, guys would just pull up wearing a button-down and some khakis, and that was it. No one was really checking them out. Right. And um, I think over the last couple of years, it's really taken a, a change now. Like, you know, even the way uh, social media teams for these accounts run, you know, they do the whole tunnel fits, and they show the whole fit from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say, like, each year, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger. So, uh, and it's great to see. And there's also like, you know, Instagram platforms like you guys who are just mm-hmm. making their own account and just like making a page where they just show like all the players around the league and they're like league fits, kind of like a league mm-hmm. fits, but for MLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's dope. And yeah. so um, one thing that I kind of noticed the other day, uh, of course, the World Cup mm-hmm. is going to be coming up. Yeah. Um, now I'm assuming, of course, you're going to be pulling for, of course, USA, of mm-hmm. course, for the World Cup. Um, but what is that like process to get actually like, like brought up for that team, like the USA team? Like, how does that necessarily work? Do I, do they like select and choose? Like, is it kind of like for the Olympics? Like when it comes to like basketball, like they choose the best players or how does that usually work? Yeah. I mean, you, you want to have the best player in every position. So, um, you know, a lot of it is, how you do with your, your your regular team, you know, how you do over the season. Um, so I think, you know, going into that selection, it's a little bit of talent, but it's also too like politics plays a role into it. Um, but, you know, for the most part, yeah, it's, it's the talent that's going to get you picked up. All right. And now is that like a goal in mind that you kind of like have for yourself in, like for the future of your career? Like, do you want to play like you say for the world cup at some point? Yeah. Um, Currently, I'm right now, like, I just got a, I'm Jamaican as well. So right now, um, you know, I'm in the process. I got my passport and everything. Um, so, I, like, right now I'm in that process of, of trying to connect with the Jamaican national team to oh, play nice. with them. Yeah, so. That would be sick. Yeah. That would be, be tough. tough. Yeah. Damn, that would be tough. And so, like, and obviously, of course, like, being that you currently are in the MLS and playing and things of that nature. Like, do you have any players in the league currently right now who you, like, like to watch? Um, yeah, I mean, from, from my team in general, I just 
I have my own teammates, um, a couple guys from from other teams. Uh, I would say NYCFC, they have a lot of ballers on their team. LAFC, Galaxy. Um, trying to think of another team. Inter Miami is another team that that they're like starting to show really really good progression with their squad. But um, overall, I mean, the league itself is growing a lot. I've only been in it for two years, but I got guys on my team who've been there for over 10 years, and they're telling me, man, like, this league has changed, like, so much for the better. Yeah. Wow. And for you, like, when it comes to – because obviously when you go to certain places to play, do you have, like, a favorite place that you like to play in terms of, like, when you go to travel to, like, do an away game? Yeah. Yeah, Um, and do you have one that you don't like to, if you don't want to – if you want to air – if you want to air something out? I mean, I'll say I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um favorite place I would I would say um LA Galaxy because mm. their stadium field is crazy nice. Like yeah. y'all y'all not gonna get it, but when I tell you that their grass is perfectly cut, like mm. it makes everything for a player easier. Like just passing the ball is easier, your first such is like everything's easier. So I would say that's probably my favorite field that I've played on. Um, worst, because I've had a couple. I've played on a couple bad, bad surfaces. Um, maybe Chicago, and I love oh, I love no. Chicago as a city. But, yeah. But Soldier Field, uh, we played there twice now, and the field was just really bad. And I get it. Cause oh wow! So. Wow, Sorry. so they used the they used the Chicago Bears Stadium for their yeah upfield? yeah 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 wow that's crazy yeah. wow and uh, I think both times we played them it was like the Bears played a game earlier that week and they didn't do any type of maintenance so the field was just mad Damn. wobbly and everything yeah Damn. yeah that's uh, scary yeah actually like, you know what I changed I changed my mind I gave it to NYCFC. Because they play on a baseball field. I completely forgot about Um, that. Oh, wow. And they have three different level. They have three different surfaces on the field. Yeah. 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 And it's smaller. It's narrower. It's, yeah. It's crazy. But it, so is it like, are not all soccer fields built equally? They're not, you said it's more narrow. So it has to be. That's what I learned too. Because I thought everything had to be the same dimension. Right. But they have like, I guess a minimum and a max of how you know the length and width of a field can be. Right. Mm. Oh yeah. I I always thought that everything. I guess it's like basketball court is like a basketball court. You know. I yeah. guess like a soccer field is it's a field. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? So it's I, I just that's interesting. You know? I think every every stadium is built different too and built mm-hmm. designed around that field. So when you go when you're away does like that get in your head a little bit is it or does it not even you're just like locked in not even thinking mm-hmm. about it yeah i mean not really because you try to only worry about the stuff that you can control which is like you know your your performance and how you play you can't really try to make an excuse for all oh, the field was poor you know it was raining or you know whatnot and the other it's kind of just you know focus on yourself and just how you can change the game to make your team win. Mm-hmm. Wow. And before we get you out of here, man, I know uh, recently uh, you were recently acquired.
inspired by the St. Louis, uh, is it the St. Louis uh, SC, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, St. Louis Soccer Club. Perfect. And so, like, how do you feel about uh, going to that transition of going to St. Louis? And, like, what do you feel that you can bring to their team? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the opportunity because it's the newest team that's coming to the MLS. So it's going to be their first year. You know, it's a new stadium, new facility. You know, I've been told already that it's a soccer city. You know, the fans there have been waiting Mm -hmm. patiently, you know, for a soccer team to come. So I'm excited, um, you know, to feel to be picked by them is great because it's just a testament to like, you know, my game is, is obviously showing notice to people. But um, in terms of like opportunity, I feel like I can bring is just, you know, an energy and, um, you know, a winning mentality of, of just always going out there and giving, you know, 100 percent, you know, any for me, anytime I step on that field, I just want to be the best player that I can be. I don't want to be the best player on the field, but I just want to be, you know, be able to complete, you know, every pass I make, you know, win every ball that I have to go up for, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. I didn't, I didn't realize that it was like a new team. And so now, you know, you're going to be able to like build yeah. a legacy. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's really exciting. I'm really excited for you. No, yeah, for real, appreciate it. Um, and of course, before we get you out of here, um, I have one last question for you for, just for the rest of the year, do you have any kind of goals in mind that you like to, you know, kind of like achieve before the end of the year, whether it be just personally or just like professionally? I know you said you're in the off season right now. So there's, there's some things you kind of want to accomplish or work on before the upcoming season. Yeah, um, definitely my body. Um, this past year, actually, I was playing with a, a sports hernia, like almost the whole season. Oh, man. So, wow. yeah. So I just had surgery at the end of the season. And right now I'm still in my rehab process. But um, in terms of just, I want to focus more on my body, making sure that I'm always, you know, healthy, 100% fit, you know, making sure my flexibility is good, stretching a lot, you know, still maintaining a good balance, uh, a good diet. Um, and, and just having, try to implement consistency with just everything in my life regardless of aside from soccer, just consistency with the people that I keep around, you know, the friendships, my family, you know, having those conversations with them, you know, whether it's once a week, twice a week, stuff like that. And, um, you know, obviously I want to travel too. I'm planning to go to Paris next month. So I'm excited for that. No. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, do you ever maybe think about playing overseas? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's still, that's still like, the top of the ladder for me you know I'm, I'm still building myself up and right. you know I'm not cutting myself short of that opportunity um you know someone's gonna literally have to look me in my eyes and tell me it's never gonna happen and I don't think anybody will tell me that soon because you know I've been not even trying to sound cocky but you know a lot of people be giving me praise and, and telling me you know me even going to St. Louis is a great opportunity for myself to show them on a, mm-hmm. on a on a display because it's a new team and eyes are going to be around. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking that out as an option. All right. You heard it here first, Jonathan yeah. Bell to PSG. Coming hey, soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yo, man, thank you so much for, it's kind of like dope to kind of have this experience to kind of talk to a professional athlete and get to learn like the insights yeah. and the ins and outs and things of that nature. So we'll be tapped into, we'll, we'll be tuned in. Yeah. yeah, man. We'll definitely have to catch one of your games or something soon yeah. at some point for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate Most it. Definitely, man. So thank you. Of course, man. And uh, before you get out of here, uh, where can the people follow you? 
Um, my Instagram and Twitter, both the same handle, AstroBell23. Perfect, perfect, man. Well, thank you again, Jonathan. It was a pleasure having you on. And this has been the end of the Vitality Ultra Podcast. We are signing up. Peace, peace.